What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Round podcast. It's your boy, Matt Burrill. We are in the luxurious DM Monday studios here in Music Row, Nashville, Tennessee, right in the heart of all the good stuff. And today, a very special episode, uh, episode, I believe, at 94, um, and we have got my boys, Josh and Ben. They run a site, they run a, it's a platform, it's really big on Instagram, you may have heard of it, it's called Country Central, and uh, they're killing it. They're not even here in Nashville yet, they happen to come in for the week, it was Benji's, I believe, fifth time coming out here, and Josh's first time coming out, so met him at Whiskey Jam the other night, was like, fuck it, let's do a podcast, a little industry series, and introduce you to those guys, so great conversation, some hot takes, and we get the full story about how Country Central came to be, and the two guys that have... Uh, been a part of it since uh pretty much day one so y'all stay tuned for that gotta tell you about our sponsors shout out to our man mike allen mrl music group touring logistics they help you with tour support they're booking shows all around the country promoting them y'all be sure to check them out mrlmusicgroup.com next we got our friends at saxman studios grady and the boys over there in mount juliet uh they do a great job and uh they've got a great studio a lot of friends working with them you're looking for a spot to record, hit up Grady and the folks at Saxman Studios. We also got Whale Tail Media, Wales, BZ Gracie, the whole team. You're getting hitched. You're looking for something here in town, video, photo-wise, hit up the friends at Whale Tail Media. And, of course, last but certainly not least, our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. Hit him up on IG for all your content needs. We're going to get into it now. Great conversation. One of my favorite industry series episodes that we've gotten to do. Y'all stay tuned for this one. It's with Josh and with Ben from Country Central. This is the In the Round podcast. So, boys, so how the hell are we doing? Like, we're in Nashville, Tennessee. Y'all are visiting for the so, week. How's it been? I think, what, fourth day? Yes, I don't even know. I, I can't keep track of it anymore. Like, I don't even, we didn't even know what day it was. We keep track of day it is. The only reason I knew what day it was is because we were, we were watching basketball. So, I was like, I know the Mavs play on a Wednesday, <laughs> and I got a rep for Texas tonight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's been a blur, but Nashville's treating us well, so can't complain. That's awesome. So, Ben, you've been out here before. Uh, Josh, this is your first time. First so time ever. How did you describe it? Because we'll get into how you guys met and, and your stories and all of that stuff and Country Central and all, all that good shit, but how did you, like, describe it to him? Like, dude, did you just say, like, dude, you got to go to Nashville? Was it, like, you wanting to come out here? I'm guessing yeah. you probably did a little bit of a I sales mean, job. Yeah, obviously. Like, I mean, I'm, this is my fifth time here, so I just Hell told yeah. him, like, this is number one, just, like, the one city, especially, obviously, for country music that, man, everything is very close to, it, like, to one another, and, man, like, anywhere you go, there's something to do. There's never a lack of things to do, which is why last night was like kind of like a catch up on sleep night, you know, and I catch up on sports. So I told him, hey, like if if I'm coming, like, hey, I plan to come here regardless. This is going to be your first time to roll. And like we planned it out a couple months in advance and we're here now, man. And it's uh, everyone's amazing here has treated us super well. So, I mean, it's, it's working out so far. Hell yeah. What's been your favorite part so far, Josh? I'd say like the ease of finding stuff to do. Like there's never not something to do. Yeah. Um, Just walking down Broadway, it just felt like a cleaner version of like what my college town was Tallahassee, right? Tallahassee. Cause that would just, it, it would just reeked yeah. and just walking around. But even when we went on Broadway during the day, obviously it was a Sunday. So it was a little bit tamer, but even just going out at night, it was just like a good environment. Everyone's just in a good mood. Everyone's just happy to talk to you, even if you just met them. Yeah. So it was just been a nice environment overall. Like everyone's just in a good mood. And it just, 
great music. Like no, everywhere you go, it's not just gonna be like, uh, I don't know what's playing on stage, right? Like I'm not really liking what's on stage right now, but it's like everywhere you go, it's just like good music. Yeah, like so. everybody is, um, like everybody's solid. Like even yeah. the cover guys and girls that are on Broadway, because there is that kind of like stigma around Broadway. Like there's people that say, I don't want to play Broadway because I want to get stuck on Broadway. But then Broadway teaches you how to be a performer, and you see folks that literally are, are working it to make their living on on tips and all that. Do you have a favorite bar yet? We haven't been in one for more than too long. Oh, you've been doing the good hop. I, I, will, claim, I will claim for him. It's right here next door, Tin Roof. Okay. Best bar in Nashville. Yeah, it is. Tin Roof is is a, is a vibe on the weeknights because there's always something going on. And then day drinking on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday at Tin Roof. It's Sunday. I, the, I call it the cheers, uh, the cheers of Nashville. It's like yeah. your family here. So yeah. we walk in. game. That's where we watch, we watch a game. Yeah. yeah, and it's the oldest one. Like I had David Nail on here like a couple months ago, and he was talking about when Tin Roof first opened. And it's like now they've got Tin Roofs all over the country, but that original one is the that little one on Demumbrian. Like that's where that whole Tin Roof kind of concept started. And to see it's been here for, since 2002, so 20 no years way. of being on the same street where that street has changed over so much. Mm -hmm. So, so that's cool. So let's get into how how you guys kind of met, how Country Central started, because there's like different pages. Obviously, I work in that that media country media kind of thing too but also work with artists and touring and doing all that stuff and i always am like i wonder i wonder what country central is going to post today i wonder what the hot takes are going to be i wonder what the what the reviews are going to be of the songs that came out this week like i and also like the throwback content you guys find like the different showing the streaming stats like all the stuff that we don't like i can see the artists that i work with stats on their spotify for artists yeah. but I don't, I don't think to go and look at everybody else's and you guys put it all out there for a country fan like me to check out. So how did the idea come about and how, how'd you all end up meeting up? Cause we can go chronologically. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, I was in, it was like post pandemic or not post pandemic. It was the middle of it. So I graduated June, um, May, 2020. God bless. What a year to graduate. What a year to like be like, all right, oh, yeah. time to go, go out, out to the world. the world. Yeah. And by the way, the You're world screwed. is fucked. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. I got to watch um, the uh, dean or the president not even say my name on camera. That was really fun. <laughs> 11 a.m. I'm just sitting there drinking a beer. My parents are like, congrats, congrats on graduating. They didn't even send me a, um, the gown, um, the order, the company in which um, I ordered from. They're just like, oh, by the way, we're they just got shut down because of COVID, probably. No, they no, they still got their money. They're just like, we're just not gonna send it to you, by the way. Jeez, so thank brutal. you, Herf, thank you, Herf Jones, for that. But um, anyway, so yeah, I kind of I graduated. My degree is in physical therapy, well, athletic training. But I was gonna go into physical therapy, but it was just really hard to like do anything, especially because that's such an in-person thing. But I worked for, uh, I did a lot of graphic design at Florida State. I worked for the Division of Student Affairs. I worked for the Health Services. So I was designing constantly, but yeah. I'd never taken a class in it. So. Um, Basically, I started working for this like hip hop guy in Australia. Um, so I would work every night from like 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. because they're 14 hours ahead. Aussie time, baby. Aussie yeah. time. He'd wake up and he's like, all right, let's get going. I'm like, it's 10 o'clock and I got to design some stuff for you. So basically, um, the hip hop world is just crazy on online. It's just so cool how much stuff like there's for every one country central there's like a million rap yeah. pages. So it was really fun to learn through there. And I had a six month contract with him and that ended. And near the end, I was just like, I was hungry. I wanted to post more graphics. I was finding like obscure magazine articles of my favorite artists. And I was like quoting them on really cool stuff. And I was yeah. designing stuff. And I would send it to him. And I think he just kind of lost his drive. So he just wasn't posting anything I was doing, but I was making like four or five graphics a day. Jeez. So I'm just like, 
I'm just like, let me, I, I want to start something new like this, but rap is so saturated. And I was like, I don't think there's anything like super graphic um, oriented for country music. And yeah. I also didn't really know too much about country music at the time. So I literally found the first handle available that sounded like good. And it just happened to be country central. It's like perfect alliteration too. I'm surprised it wasn't taken. Yeah. But yeah, it started as an Instagram page. And I would just, I just made a goal to like, let me just try to curate news and bring it forward to just casuals like me because it was really hard to like find news as someone who's trying to learn about country music. There was only a few places I was really able to find out about artists. And it, and it was so. all very much like the regurgitated kind of stuff. Yeah. Like what well, you're seeing on one website is going to be very similar to what you're seeing on the other. It would, no, it'd be copy pasted often. Yeah, it, like yeah, press release yeah. style of news yeah. reporting where like there takes... There's no thinking involved. Like everyone is the same. Yep. But they're the only places that people know to go. Yeah, because there's there's no editorial in there at all, and it's all being what's given to them. And yeah. like you said, yeah, not as much work or journalism involved. Yeah. It would be a paragraph saying like, Luke Holmes announces new song, and that would be sentence one and two and three, and then just be like three more paragraphs of like his last song was this, his next song might be this. This is the last thing he did. It was just like. So much just extra information. So I just kind of made an effort to try and make it as quick as possible because in all my time studying graphic design or because I used to do a lot of infographics. Okay. You have like five seconds to get someone's attention. Yeah. So and especially on social media, I think it even cuts down to like three. Like you have less time to get someone's attention than the memory, the short term memory of a goldfish. So really, yeah, it's that's why even billboards are getting like quicker and straight to the point because yeah, and they're flipping over what's on there. Like the time that they're actually on the screen is going every few seconds. Yeah, you right? have such little time to gather someone's attention and then make them engage. So that was the whole goal was just to keep it as streamlined as possible. Like, for example, if one of your favorite artists releases a new song, if you don't see it from their feed, like you don't want to read a whole like four paragraph article no. about it. you just want to say like, oh, wow, Luke Combs is dropping a new song. And you, you got that information in two seconds. And now you have the other two seconds of your short-term memory, like of the five seconds to share it, save it, comment on it. So I think yeah. that's kind of like what the main starting point with it was it with it. And I did that for like, I was doing that for six months. I, I every day I would challenge myself to make a post, just like and learn about it. So over this time, I got to learn about who all these artists were and who people actually liked and did like, because there yeah. is a really weird disconnect in <laughs> what's like mainstream yeah. and like well known, and yeah. then what read regular some, people. Yeah, are I'd read something. In. And it's like there'd be an article about Kane Brown and it'd be really positive. I'm like, oh, cool. This, this guy must be really loved by most of the mainstream community. So I, I would make a post about it and so the comments would just be like bashing him. It's like, why do you guys hate him so much? I had to figure that out over time. Yeah. But yeah, so I did that for a while and I kind of was losing steam a little bit because I think something else is like, especially in social media and digital media, you need a bit of a personality in order for people to relate. Yeah. So um, one day I just keep seeing this dude in the comments and he's just like, I'll post something about a song. He's like, oh, that's my favorite song. It was written by this person, this person, and this person. And they actually also wrote this song, which is a great song. I'm like, dude, how do you know all this stuff? And it's, it was this, all he had was a bitmoji. So it's like this like emoji of a black guy with a cowboy hat on. And he just had a TBC for the Benji chord. I'm like, who is this dude? So I just reached out to him one day, and that was back in late May of 2020. And that's where that's where he comes in. And that's uh, since then, it's just been like, it's blown up. Since his then. Uh, country music encyclopedia, if you will. I mean, he, yeah. he knows about country. I mean, he likes like Tyler Childers of the World, Bluegrass, um, Appalachian. So you're more in that Americana kind of. I spent a lot of time in North Carolina, like hiking and solo. Yeah, hiking. you were telling me about that. Yeah, the other night. so so as far I, as I everything, that, I mean, like 
Yes, I can I can tell you random stats or facts about a song, how long it was, you know, at the top of the charts, things like that. And I think it was cool. I mean, I saw what Josh was doing, obviously. It's like eye catching, you know, like beautiful looking graphics, but it's like curated for every kind of country fan. And that obviously appealed to me because I feel like I love every style of country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Even if you don't love it, you at least appreciate You respect it. You yeah. respect everything, well, what someone's doing. I just respect a well-written song. You know what yeah. I mean? So I saw that, and I was like, hey, like, we can talk about Kane Brown, but we also can talk about Zach Bryan, Culture Wall, Morgan Wong. We can, do, we can touch upon everything curated for every style of country fan and give them that you know, three seconds or less eye-catching news where they'll be like, oh, I actually know when my favorite artist is dropping music. I don't. Had to maybe pre-save everything, you know. That's what everyone sees yeah. these days. But like, they now know that hey, like, this is what's coming out. This is this is my favorite artist. I'll know how well they're doing. I know that what I'm doing, like my fandom, my listening accounts, like we just are able to share it, make it look great. And yeah, it's been a cool partnership working with him because I just get to put in just something that's a passion of mine. Like I worked in country radio in Texas, and I've always been a fan of, like, the songwriters, what goes on behind the scenes, but also just, I mean, like, I support every kind of country artist, so this has given me a platform to, you know, talk about what I love about music, you know, the good, the bad, but I also love to let people know, like, this is what goes into it, so we spotlight songwriters, and they really appreciate that, because they could always, you know, they always deserve more credit, and it's awesome just to see that, hey, like, we have a small little part where... We can not only talk about our favorite artists, but we can also spotlight who's behind the scenes, all the work that goes into it, do some maybe some tour footage that gives people insight to be like, oh, people all around the world, country yeah. fans, and they're able to see a little bit of that and say, oh, wow, I see how amazing Midland or Morgan Wallen is in concert. Hell, I'm going to buy a ticket to the U.S. Or I see like a Trey Lewis video, and or we spotlight a random song off of like an upcoming release, and they're yeah. like, I, maybe I never saw that side of him. So it's really fun. It's been... Super collaborative as well, and yeah, it's uh, Nashville's a very inviting place. Yeah, very inviting like yeah. environment. Now you're a Texas guy, right? Yep. So how what's it like being involved? Because you have your feet, you're literally you're still living in Texas, yep. but you're coming here and you have a presence here. What's it like? The how different are the two scenes? Do you see them coming more together? Like because right because there are a lot of Texas guys that come out here now and have their businesses here, like yeah. have part of their team here in Nashville. So and Texas has like the the fuck you were from Texas rock, like your Co Wetzels, Colby Coopers, your Dylan Wheelers, Giovanni, all those Pecos, all those guys. <laughs> and then you have your more traditional guys, and then you have your more songwriter, and then you have your mainstream kind of guys. Exactly. So what what is it like, kind of being in part of both scenes? I mean, for me, I just think that there is, there's more, like I said before, there's space to collaborate. Yeah. There's overlap everywhere. Co Wetzel doesn't, I, I think he even said this himself, like he never intends to live here or move here. He will always come and visit, but he will always stay in Texas. But he has a place in Nashville. Like yeah. People, like you said, to your point, like he is definitely like more like alternative rock, but he has like a place in the scene of country music. And I just think that's all that we're seeing happening. Of course, there's Texas based, but everything's like kind of blending together. It's becoming more of a melting pot where they all can have their place in Nashville. They don't necessarily have to say I'm a Nashville based artist or like for some fans, like sell out to a certain sound. They can yeah. completely be their own. And it wasn't always like that. So no, be not 10 at years all. ago, it'd be much more sharp difference where like, I don't want to be associated with Nashville whatsoever. Yeah. But now it's like, Hey, like everyone can kind of play together. Where do you think that, where do you think the, the change started? As far as like, like who was who was the one that kicked the door down to be like like I like being a Texas guy saying I fuck with Nashville. 
Well, like, I mean, I know Cody Johnson was around. I know, like, he was And wasn't, he's got the deal of all deals, where right? he owns every single yeah. cent. And he wasn't accepted. I mean, at least by, like, radio, he wasn't accepted initially. And yeah. they weren't given the number one singles. Because he, he was too cowboy. He would wear yeah. a hat. Like, if he lost a hat, maybe. And, like, that's nuts. But... <laughs> I don't know. I want to say I'd say it's maybe like the past like five years where you see like a shift where Texas country artists are now riding with people from Nashville. They're finding the common ground because people in Nashville love that style of music. Yeah. And we're also seeing. I think it's truly it's streaming. That is what's changed it. Streaming. The pandemic definitely sped it up. Fast forwarded everything because now I can be a fan of freaking bluegrass, but also I grew up listening to rock and roll. You know, what I mean, so I can I love what Coetzel's doing. But I also love Cody Johnson's out text. Like, I would go to the rodeo every single year where I'm from in Houston. He would play every single year. Yeah. And so I love every style of it. And that's all it is. Like, I think everyone is open. They just don't know. People don't know where to look. And now it's streaming being so big. They can listen to Co Wetzel working out. They can listen to Cody Johnson on, like, a long road trip. They can listen to Morgan Wallen when you're done with the bars and your girlfriend broke up with you or something like that. Yeah. And, it, and I think that's just been the whole melting pot dynamic is the fact that streaming blew the door wide open. Artists can make a little more money doing things their own way. They don't have to say, my only path is a very Nashville style of music. And having to cater to radio and having to go to this market. And there still is a lot of that, still that, matters. Lot of that going sure. on and stuff. Uh, but I want to get back talking about the, the country touch stuff. So when did you guys start seeing, like, the growth? And, like, I know it's more than just you two doing it right now. Like, you guys have, like, writers. You guys have, like, a team now. Like, when was the moment? Like, oh, shit, this is snowballing into something pretty fucking cool. So... It's going to sound like insane that I do this, but I have recorded every single follower count on every single platform. You, you love need, numbers. You need, you need a brain like you that. You need a guy that has the numbers, and you need a That's guy That's the first thing I do every morning. Exactly. Like, my morning routine, most people are like, wake up, you know, do a little journaling or yeah. make a coffee. It's like, I got to get into the drive, and I got to go into my spreadsheet, and I have to count every single platform. Like, I just have to do it. So I can tell you the exact day <laughs> that it all starts <laughs> the biggest. Up. When did you, yeah, when was it, the, the change? It's been a lot as of late because... Um, Obviously, well, specifically on Instagram with Reels. That's where I see the most. That's, that's where I. That's where I intake your. It's a different. Instagram. It's a different algorithm for Reels, different from posts. But I'd say, probably when things started really coming together, was November of 2021. Um, I mean, it was always a slow growth. We've actually never had, a, specifically on Instagram, but on TikTok and other platforms, we've never had a net negative day in terms of like follower, except for one time on Instagram, we had net follower gain of negative one and i was like i gotta delete he the page like, it's done. Post, all he, done he dropped the ball <laughs> but um yeah i'd say it was around then um where basically it's just about optimizing workflow and we got to the point where it was just like we could turn to news around really quick and once we started really dedicating and it was it wouldn't take me like an hour and a half to make a post it takes me eight minutes and once we started really like giving responsibilities around where it's like let's say Cody Johnson released a new song. You're at a Miami Heat game. I'm at a Miami, Miami Heat game or something. And it's just like, it's come to the point where I don't have to be at the computer to make this graphic, but like he'll tweet it. We'll have someone write up a caption. We'll have someone attempt to make a graphic somewhere else and send it to me. And it's all just so streamlined. So once that all started coming together, mixing in with um, the resharing of video content um, from other people, I try to credit as much as I can. I just want to say that. Um, but once we started doing that a lot, it's just like the growth started coming. And um, I think it just took a little bit of time for people to get comfortable with someone being like the face and personality. Um, and especially when the reviews started coming in and people yes. started yeah. seeing that and they're like, they're being honest about how they feel. 
And even when people are like, your, your scores are too high, like they just defend it in the comments. And I love that because it's, we weren't changing for anything. I think when all that started coming together in like this giant, like melting pot of, you know, the workflow reviews, videos, became a hub. it became a hub and all of a sudden just started blowing up. And, um, specifically on Instagram, but I mean, even on TikTok, that like 50, thousand followers there yeah, too. Yeah, that's not too shabby. That's, that's pretty fucking yeah, it's good. Like to your, I think you brought up the point about just like traditional news publications. I mean, this became a hub where Trey Lewis can drop his new EP, Morgan Wallen dropped a double album, and we reviewed the entire thing. And I don't think when, like say just the Morgan Wallen one, when that came out, no one was doing like long form reviews. No one was doing like the deep dive anymore because I don't think you really have to necessarily in this day and age with social media. Um, but we did. And like fans would be, and like I would write my thoughts about it, and you could see a fan in the comments saying, "That's exactly what how it made me feel too." And these people were from Sweden, people from Australia, the even like all around the reach world. Of it's social it, media. it's yeah. incredible, and that's where you really saw it popping off. Because every single week, like I joke with him, country music's truly like the most, and not even in a bad way. It's like the most corporate almost um, genre because it's like a nine to five genre. Every single we can week, call it. We there's can a big call release. It, yeah. Every single week, Friday, there's going to be a big release from some artist that you know about, either album or song, and we are going to be somewhere where you can go to. to talk Usually about. announced at 9 a.m., so it'll be 10 a.m. Eastern time. So I'll just be around the computer. And I'm like, all right, who's posting right now? And also it's like, Brian Kelly announces new song. It's like, all right, here's a Brian. Kelly. So we, it's that's what it is about corporate. It's almost comfortable that way. I love it. I mean, I know there's always going to be some content to talk about yeah. to spotlight for fans. And like, like I said before, every kind of fan, every style country you like, we will talk about it. And yeah. you don't really have that anywhere else, I believe. So it's cool to have a hub where anyone can go to and say, Hey, what's coming out on Friday? And there's just, they're, we're not doing anything new, not reinventing the wheel, but it's curated and it's convenient for yeah. people and it catches your eye in three seconds it, and they're saving yeah. it. And the way you guys do the reviews, it's not, hey, go look at this article. It's, hey, look at this this graphic and then swipe right and see the next one. It's mm-hmm. very quick and accessible to look at the reviews as opposed to having to go to a, another country website and yes. scroll down a page. And it just, we like, as, because how old are you guys? I'm 27. How old are you? 31. I'm 24. 24. Okay. So we're, we're all like part of that age where like it's, we've seen the, the social media thing and like, like you talked about the attention span and it's just delivering that same message that's always kind of been there. But instead of looking like the editorial page of like a, the back page of a sports article, yeah. like the, the New York Post or, or, um, or the paper in Houston or paper Miami or any of that stuff, it's like getting it all and just having it yeah. nice and easy. So, absolutely. The other thing I've noticed is you guys have, have made a lot of a lot of friends here in the country music world, both on the media side. Like like I I went to Whiskey Jam with Nikki T the other night and we come over and we we're hanging out with you guys and yeah. fucking the king of country YouTube, Mr. Grady Smith, is over <laughs> there. So how did that um how did that relationship and friendship come about? So yeah, I remember because he's another guy kind of says it like it is. He's like yeah. you guys were oh, I love that. He yeah. says it like it is, which I respect. So being so like distant from the whole country culture and world, like People would always say, you see that new Grady video that dropped? And I think that was in like like early 2021. I'm just like, who's Grady Smith? Yeah. And people are like, what are you talking about? So I think I started following his Instagram because that's where I based most of my operations out of. And he was doing like a thumbnail for like uh, up and coming artists. I think he was talking about how he had to do some like some like Photoshop magic and stuff. And that's, I love that stuff. I love media. I love all that type of stuff. Yeah. So I messaged him about that. I just didn't open it. I'm like, dang, I guess I'm not cool enough for Grady Smith. <laughs> but at one point, I think he. I think I tagged him in something and he shared it. He's like, oh, I love Country Central. I'm like, we've never spoken, but that's awesome. So I think we just started talking a little bit. I think I finally got his attention through the DMs. And um, I guess him and I just started talking. I think one day 
he may have just tested the waters to see if we were like psychopaths or if we were like just normal dudes. So we, we had a little call with him and I mean, we just clicked. It was great. It was great being able to, um, to speak with him like that. So now we kind of have like a little frenemies thing going on where yeah. I took, I took one of his thumbnail. I took his like profile picture and I warped his head to have like a giant forehead. You don't, you don't <laughs> fuck with a graphics guy because he will Photoshop something oh, man, or, this or change it. Don't get on <laughs> yeah, his dude, wrong yeah, side. Don't get man. on Josh's wrong side. That's nah, sure. And now Grady's crashing at our Airbnb right now. Hey, he's sleeping you know on, I, mean? I woke up this morning. He's there snoring on the couch. I'm like I could put this, on the Instagram story right now, so, I can just like like take to your a point video. though. That's like, the Nashville a whole community. It's dude to me at least, it's super welcoming. Like I've never, you know, come across anyone you know that is just maybe having the, even if they're having a bad day. Everyone's super inviting. I think the first time I came to the city was was during the pandemic. So it was like twenty twenty. Like it was an Easter weekend. I come up here and I was still like, kind of like we're getting out not out of the pandemic, but like Nashville's kind of like bars are like we still want to exist and have make money. Yeah, so yeah. I roll up and like, I, I did my first night solo until some friends like showed up later in the week. But like I did, I'll just buy myself and people were like, come hang out with us. What are you, what are you here for? Like, like, Hey man, just love the music. Just wanted to explore this city and like, come, come chill with us. And like, that was like my first exposure to Nashville, super inviting community environment. And, um, the funniest thing was, I think I walked into Tootsie's on, um, Broadway like rocking my mask and everything. It's like, oh man, like in Texas, they're even, they care even less, you know? Yeah. But I, I don't know how people are going to act. I don't know how every city is. So like I walk in with it and like, just like obviously a bachelorette group walks up to me and my buddy and they're like, why are you wearing that? I'm like, oh, well, good to meet you. Uh, number <laughs> number two, like, oh, well, I don't really know you. I don't know I'm going to rub you the wrong way. I don't really know you that well. She's like, well, I'm a nurse and I'm not wearing it. So you can take it off. So yeah. I'm like, that was Nashville. Boom. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's live our lives and go. And, but super inviting, man. Great energy, and that's why I feel like, and I told him this a lot. I feel like country music's really having this like pop culture moment. It's always been relevant, always had the most diehard fans, but right now it's definitely cool, you know, to be country to embrace it. And people are really discovering a lot of great artists, a lot of great music. There's a lot of ways to yeah. kind of put yourself out there nowadays. Yeah, and to me, that's the, the people talk about streaming and and Spotify. Some people, I mean, as a music consumer, you you gotta love it because yeah. it's introduced us to so many different people. And and as as like a guy that's worked with independent artists, it's it's helped us out a lot because we're not out there getting the radio play and stuff. But then you have the battle with like the songwriters and the royalties and all that. And it's but it's, for me, it's like the, the without streaming music as a whole doesn't grow, but especially country music. Like we were talking about, like the fact that there's someone in Stockholm, Sweden, commenting on a country central post is like it, and the fact that they're getting they're able to access that music that we're accessing. They don't have to be. At a market 20 years work. ago, what the hell? What could you do if you were an independent artist? You wouldn't, would you be heard in Sweden 20 years ago? I don't know. No, Maybe you, like one day if you shipped you mass would. shipped CDs. If you're a Texas or if you're, if you're a Texas artist or if you're like, say, a Tristan Merez or somebody like that, are you, are you having some fans in Buffalo, New York? Are you going and exactly. doing shows around the country? Like it's grown everything so much. So, how do you guys go about like curating and like deciding on stuff? Is it, is it personal preference? Is it kind of keeping an eye on what's going on in the industry? Like, how does that all work? It's a bit of a mix. Um, obviously, there's there's a little battle that you have to do with social media algorithms, but I think people forget that it's just like just because something isn't working on the social media algorithm doesn't mean it's bad and to never post it again. So there all there will always be the tried and true things to post about Morgan Wallen, 
Cody Johnson, Zach Bryan, uh, surprising as a late. He has grown the last insane. few months. Yeah. It's, it's you see a post about Zach Bryan, people are clicking on it. Out, We've yeah. been very thankful that him or his management have sometimes shared some of our posts to his story. So it makes us feel like a lot more legitimate too. But um, yeah, so it's kind of a mixture of, for one, we always have like a series. Um, I have a really dense content calendar in terms of what I know we can post to pose questions and increase community engagement involvement. So like keep one, delete one, um, Spotify charts. Um, we'll do a lot of questions like rank these tracks. We just did one on Tyler Childers for um, Purgatory. So we'll have that set out throughout the week. So we'll always have something to post even if there's no news. But when news comes around, it's kind of determining on would if I was scrolling past this in my Instagram feed randomly, would I stop? And would I look at this for a second? Um, and is this artist, I wouldn't necessarily say relevant enough because that's, um, I'd say, disrespectful to artists yeah. that are yeah. coming up and everything. But it's pretty much a way of testing the waters with someone that's new and trying to organically push them in as well. So it will always just be news, charts, quotes, um, and then our form of engagement. But then every once in a while, there was one, uh, Clayton Mullen. I think he just hit me up one day. I listened to the song. like, I feel like people would like this. And I posted it and it did it did better than like when we post about Carrie Underwood. Yeah. And then we did it again. I'm like, okay, so this dude definitely is something that works. So that's where some of the curation comes from. But when, in terms of like new music, um, we'll do new music tonight on Thursday. So anything that we know about, we'll post about. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you guys break it up between singles, singles and project. projects. And we, like, yep. I find out what's new yeah. from that. Like I have my, my, my sources of like going around and like seeing if it's on this playlist or whatever, but I always now Thursday nights I look and see oh, what are the boys talking and about. We'll just do if someone says like, "Hey, I got a new release coming out." It doesn't matter if you have a million followers or like a hundred, we'll hundred fifty. I'll be like, "Ben, add to the list." And then when Thursday comes around, I'll make sure I'll put as many as I can. If someone does a surprise release or they weren't added originally on the follow up graphic, which um, I'll which we split into like two since there's obviously more that yeah. come out. We'll put anything that we missed there. And then we'll let people say, hey, what was your favorite release? And we'll throw it up on the stories. And if it's even if it's a small artist um, and they, someone says, this was my favorite release, put it up on the story, have a clip of the song. So that's where the curation is. It's very community driven. And I think that's just it pays off because it's like people who engage with the content, if they have something to say, they're going to engage with something that they've said. Or if they know that their voice is being heard, they're just going to keep coming back and engaging. So it's just self-feeding. Um, Very but, organic, yeah. but yeah. yeah, a lot of it is just, it's always like, even if there's no news, we will always have something to post because it will always be polls or questions. And, um, yeah. that's, 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 that's where the curation it's comes music, from. Right? So it's just community driven curation essentially. So whatever people are talking about in the comments, we're always watching and we're going to, so someone will say like, Oh, can you do a keep one, delete one for Kenny Chesney? I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do that. And they get, so they'll message me like, thank you so much for like doing that. It's really cool to see all the votes and stuff. So that's just how it is. It's just self feeding. It's not too much like critical thinking. Yeah. How many, how many DMs do you guys get on a daily basis? How many are you up to now? Here's the thing. You're coming I'm, up, you're coming up on six figure followers. So here's the thing. It's hard to track because I live on my phone and if you message me, I'm probably going to respond. And I've like, you know how the request thing sometimes would be like 99 plus. Yeah. I don't let it get, get above um, single digits because I'm always reading really? them. Even if it's no just some, shit. Yeah, if someone says like something to a hot take, like ah, who, who would even say is it this? That's crazy. I'll open it and I'll respond it respond to it and start a low conversation even if it's just that one time. Like uh, one time we did um, Spotify Wrapped when that came out. 
um, some people were talking about, and we posted our own because it was like, hey, there's our Spotify wrap. Yeah, why not? Good content. But yeah. then I was like, hey, we care about your Spotify wrap. Send us your Spotify wrapped. And I opened every single message of everyone sending me their Spotify wrapped because I just want to talk to these people. Like, yeah. they like, and people have even told me, they're like, I just like following because if I message you or you guys, I don't know who I'm talking to, but yeah. it's nice to hear someone respond to me. It's not just like we post something and disappear and we're not in the comments. We're, we're, we're there, we're talking, we're, we're joking around in the comments. So I think that's what really helps it too. Like, and that's why the algorithms often favor us is yeah, because we're just consistent engagement. It's super organic. It just yeah. like, like someone Josh mentioned, like he's learning from what regular people from all around the country love. And then boom, like we find out maybe a smaller artist actually has like a very diehard fan base and we'll spotlight that person. That's happened with Connor Smith. Yeah, I was going to say. The Connor, yep. Yeah, someone hit me up because I was like, I don't know if you ever saw the story about that, but basically I started the hot take thing. It was just like on oh, white background, which is like our most popular series too. Yes. Um, I think it's already like, it's like 20,000 views on that already, which is insane for um, a non-artist story um, engagement. So um, the first one was, Someone, this one guy that I'm friends with, he was like, he saw Connor Smith in New Jersey, I think. And he just submitted a hot take, like, Connor Smith is the next big thing. And I was pretty much posting anything at that point because I have to filter so much of the hot takes. Yeah. But someone said that, and I posted it, and it was funny how Connor Smith actually found it. He's like, he he had this TikTok video where he's like, oh, I came across this country page. And he, he kind of, like, he cropped it out because he was like, I think it was a little bit of shade there, but... um. Yeah, it was like Connor Smith is the next big thing. And he's like, oh, agree. And it was like 18% agree. And he was like, like overwhelming. Like, that's not happening. But then over time, <laughs> it's just like, especially with his EP dropping and yeah. his war announcement and everything. Now it's like, you see how much it shifted since I think August, where I, I, I'll do it every once in a while. I'll do like, um, Connor Smith is the next big thing. Now it's at like 70% yeah. agree. Yeah. And it's really cool to see how people's minds have changed, especially as like we've gained more followers. Well, then, like I hate Alabama. Comes I hate out. So Alabama see, comes like, out. Like the viral success has nothing to do with radio just yet, and like it just went like literally upside down as far as like now. Yeah, we see it, we understand it, we like it, and that just regular fans that are like, hey, like we may not be maybe that stock country fan, but like, damn, we heard this song that the guy happened to release, and. We went from maybe not knowing much about him to like a couple months later, boom! Like we love what he's doing. We're excited to, for to what where he's doing. we're gonna go and see this Thomas Rhett show. We might not be huge on Thomas Rhett, but we're gonna go watch Connor Smith and his band play. Streaming is huge in that in my mind. I think it, it well, gives everyone huge, a place. But but people are fine. It could just be a, a random person that's following your page and they find Connor that way. And it's it's cool to be that part of the community, like yeah. be in it in that avenue to where you're yeah. you're getting to show new people. So so Connor Smith. Who else are some other ones? Like I saw. You guys did the interview with Hardy, which was cool as fuck. Oh, yeah. that And that, that was, was awesome, awesome for me just because, like, I think before I even got involved with this, I think I'm just a fan of, of all styles and country, even if it is kind of mainstream. And I know we all love to hate on bro country, but when I worked in radio, like, we did, like, a Word to Floor Georgia Line show. And, I mean, regardless what you think about them, like, they put on, like, a rock show. They and, do. Like, they have, like, old, young, like, middle-aged people, like, dancing and rocking out yeah, I've, I've seen them like eight times in my life maybe it's because i grew up in new york and was involved in that jersey new york tri-state yeah. country scene and that stuff is huge up there they like there's certain acts that just sell really fucking well up there that don't carry as much weight around the country yeah. anymore but if you don't have bro country like again talking about some some hot takes here yeah like if you don't have bro country you don't have what wallen and hardy are doing you don't, right now you don't get wallen and hardy to me are the extension of what fgl they and those guys were did, doing wrote it i mean that's what kind of got me into hardy was he wrote 
like all the song, like half four Georgia lines, like not like second to last album they put yeah. out. I was like, who is this guy? Like I like the songs, and then I was like, I found out who the writer was. Then I saw he was doing his own thing, and then I also saw that he wrote half of Morgan Wallen's album. Yep. And like I worked a show with Morgan Wallen, and I was like, this guy Hardy, like I it, I like every song that his name's on across different artists. And then boom, we dug in a little deeper there, and then you just saw it, like to your point, the style of music that him and Wallen make. It is obviously has pop sensibility, but dude, like the it's Joey Moy producing, right? Yeah. So it might as well just be like a pop rock song. And that to me, like, like I'm wearing freaking Molly Crew. Like, I love 80s rock. I yeah. love 90s, mid 2000s. And then I also love country. And, like, for me, the best of both worlds is a, some sort of fusion of, of rock music and country music. That to me is my favorite style of music. And, like, these guys have now taken that blueprint and run with it. Yeah. So, and like, it's incredible and it's, success. And, and it's continuing to come on from other artists because, like, if you've, if you've been to an Aldine show, Aldine show, lots of pyro, lots of rock. Yes. You go to a, a Brantley Gilbert show, lots of pyro, lots of rock. I mean, hell, you even go to a fucking Tim McGraw show. There's, it's more rockin' than it was 20 years ago yeah. when he was, in, when he was in, in his prime. But it's like it's cool to, to see because I was one of those guys that yeah. hated on bro country, yeah. especially being up in New York and New Jersey where that's all we fucking really had. <laughs> like it was very much like – one of the like the first big album that like I saw of um or what was it, it was the it was um anything goes was a big yeah, he, one he, yeah here's to the good times that cruise on that anything right. goes yeah because yeah. those albums are like when I started doing college radio like those were the the big ones and I remember seeing FGL sell out Madison Square Garden on a Tuesday night nice. Tuesday night they sold that fucking Madison Square Garden and a country act selling out. A twenty-five, thirty thousand. Like, it doesn't happen like that. Man. Yeah, and and since then they kind of kicked the door down on that because Wallen did it back to back nights. Yeah, and Combs, they made it wide open. Combs yeah. did Luke it back to back came nights. in. So I mean, that's to me the beautiful thing. And then like obviously being able to speak to Hardy, it's like you can talk to him about hey, like about this style that you're able to run with, and like you can just hear him be passionate about like yeah, kind of like you. I grew up really not listening to like a ton of country. Really, I just I'm like a rock and roll guy, but my life i grew up in like mississippi you know what i yeah. mean he could be like i can there's something innate in him where he can write about the themes and then say let me dress in my production in the music i love yeah but now in 2022 there's a place for that more so in my opinion than ever before there'll yeah. always be people that say that's not my style of country but that has brought in so many more fans and you're seeing it with yep. like jelly roll today too oh dude yeah we just we just did a show with him on saturday it's incredible, and it man. is a experience I'm like it's it's really cool to see. Is there a style of country that you're not super big on? Like, is there do you, is there a preference that you don't really like? What do you not like? Like, I'm not a pop. I'm not a huge poppy guy. Like, I oh. respect what Mitchell Tenpenny and those guys do, but like, it's just not my yeah. Chris Lane. That's not my cup of tea. If if I'm being honest, I I pretty much just only like like Appalachian. Um, I mean, I'll listen to contemporary, but like, I just don't really listen to contemporary yeah. too much, and that encompasses like. Like they'll mention a song on an album that I like listen to once or twice. I'm like, I did not save that. I did not save that. It, song. it ain't. It ain't for me. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, like, if I don't like it, I'm not gonna trash it. Yeah. There's no reason yeah. to to trash it. But I, yeah, I was just there, curious. no, no. There's like a lane. I mean, I think the what obviously we have our like, superstar Walker Hayes, right? I mean, he's a guy that's I been around forever and ever. Doing. But like, yeah. it's just even like for me, like it's not even about not being country. Where's the guitars? Like, I, so like for me, like that's usually something I need actual instruments. Yeah, I can't do mix. just the production. I can't just have like yeah. you know tracks the whole uh -huh. time. So I see why he's been successful, but to me, I'm like, obviously, I, I want to hear more instrumentation. I'm a guy that's always going to you know appreciate some traditional 
you know, instrumentation in my music too. And that's a cool thing now is that you can have Walker Hayes and they'd be like, that's not for me. Or even like Dan and Shea, who I love yeah, those not, dudes. Not, not, my, yeah. not my cup of tea but at like, all, you know? <laughs> but the vibe, I'm like, it's, it's for some audience somewhere that's into it. But damn, at the same time, I get my harder edge style country. I get my very traditional throwback style. Then I get like freaking Texas country too. So like I'm the happiest camper ever. Like I just said, I'm 31. Like when I grew up, I would have to wait four years for artists to drop like maybe 10 songs. And maybe there'd be, like, filler on that 10-song album. Then they'd run away and record, and I'd never hear from them any time. Now I have as much music as possible. I can curate my playlist exactly how I want to. Like, I have very little complaints, at, you know, in this day and age. I'm, like, the happiest fan. And I try to tell even the younger fans, I'm like, y'all should be happier than ever. You should have known how it was back then. It was yeah, rough. You remember going to Walmart and Target and buying Dude, the fucking CD. Geez. That's what I used to do. On, I, I remember, you remember that shit. Yeah, my parents, man, they, they didn't know anything about the explicit content, so I got to enjoy oh. all of my Blink-182 oh, yeah, albums growing hey. up, man. I got to have a I blast. had to buy the clean version every time, and then when I finally turned 13, because this was iTunes, my parents were like, oh, yeah, you can start buying the explicit. And I'm like, why am I wasting another dollar for the exact same song? So it's like, I have I Miss You clean, from Blink-182 clean, and then explicit, and now that's all in my library. It became such a mess. But that's hilarious. Two yeah. of each song. That's the world exactly. has changed so much, and but like I really do think this is the best time not only to be a creator of music, but to be a fan as well. Like yeah. it's, it's you own your listening world. Like radio is still important, and I worked in radio, but it yeah, doesn't say, dictate same, same doesn't bro. dictate same. what you listen to. Yeah. Right? So in my opinion, like you should be a happy camper. They're looking at the streaming numbers just as much as yeah. just as much as you guys yeah. are. There's just a lot as more much research on the for them, you know, than they used to have to deal with. Yeah. Who are some um, artists you think people are sleeping on? Who are some people that that you that you've you're like this one's this one you think's going to pop? Like who are some people that our audience should be checking out? Cat. If if you looked in my hot take, the things are in yeah. The I, hot was takes. I was scrolling through some. <laughs> no, I was no, gonna no. bring some of those up. I'm gonna tell you right now, like sixty to seventy percent will just be Morgan Wallen is underrated. There was one that last night. Just a real quick aside. There was yeah. one last night that was like, Morgan Wallen needs to drop another album or he's gonna be irrelevant. And I'm just thinking, like, what planet did you just fly in how from? The, how the hell? It's yeah. like I'm like irrelevant, like. He's in the middle of like one of the largest <laughs> tours. Yeah, you can't get a Morgan Wallen ticket because there's no more available because they all sold out <laughs> in the first fucking hour. I um, got I got one for you. I mean, obviously, man, I love all styles of country. I mean, I grew up listening to like Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney, yeah, now, Faith Tim, Hill Tim, too. Tim was my first concert in like, like the third grade. Dude, for me, like the best combo is just like the male, female, like you know, melodies, you know, and even when they wouldn't like have like a featuring someone, like you could hear. There's like some female background vocal in the in the background. Yeah. Like it always sounded amazing to me. So there's so many awesome female artists doing today. I mean, you interviewed Meg Megan Maroney the, yep. like, the other week. Yeah, she's she's become a good good her, of her, ours. Her current song is awesome, and her I think her co-writer Mackenzie Carpenter. She yep. just announced who did she, did she sign with someone today? Yeah, oh, we were just talking about how she signed. With yeah, someone. she signed or it Warner. I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, but she has I a new know song coming out. And she she wrote that. Uh, and then you and then you know who her brother is, right? Yeah, he and he were, he's like a Connor Smith's guitarist. Yeah, he plays right? in Connor Connor yeah. Smith's band, and they're both signed at um, what is it, Major Bob or something? Yeah, I forget I what the see. publishing house is, she but did just sound some. But they the two the two of them of of like they're just an incredible brother sister writer duo, yeah. and yeah. it's like she's doing her artist thing, and then she would go out. I think she opened some shows for Connor, and Michael would pull double duty and play with her and play <laughs> with him. Yeah, I saw him at Whiskey Jam. That was yeah. the first time. I I got exposed to like all their like you know Mackenzie's music and I was like 
obviously great voice, but like seeing that she also is like a really great songwriter. Yeah. That to me is what is very cool nowadays is that I know there's always been a case where you can come to Nashville to be a songwriter and maybe a lot of these people never get anything else because they maybe were able to make a living. But I know it's kind of tougher these days for songwriters to get their fair due. So it's cool to see a lot of these really talented songwriters have an artist career as well, but it actually translates. A lot of songwriters are now very popular artists. In my mind, thank you to streaming. Like now yeah. they can put their music out there and people say, you should sing this song. Not just, you shouldn't be sending your best song to someone yeah. else. So like, she's killing it and that's how hard he was. Like he's the guy that now can just be his own entity and it yeah. works really well. But um, Meg Maroney's killing it. Um, who else? There's, there's a lot. Say- I mean, Connor Smith obviously is the dude. We're really excited for him to be touring with McCollum and um, TR this summer. So like, I think I really like his style of, Definitely, it's it's popular. Um, Tinge it, country. It, he's also, I'm sure, and yeah. again, little, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying being yeah. able to make some takes right now. Yeah, you boys yeah. here. I think in this, I mean, in the summer, all country music tends to stream better. Yeah. But his songs, like like Learn from It and College Town and um, all that stuff, like that, all those songs are gonna stream. Like he's gonna Crush. see an uptick. Like it's perfectly yeah. timed that he's on a big summer tour like that. Yep. Because yeah. all those songs are songs you Just everything you falls in place. It's it's gonna yeah. be insane. But I, I, actually, I wrote about it too, though, because like I think his producer is Sam Hunt's producer, yep. Zach Crowell. Mm-hmm. But like that was what differentiated to me. Like it was very catchy. Like you know. Melodic, like melodic chorus, but yeah. but I'm pretty sure with Connor Smith though, his production is much more real, like driving guitar sounds, like real drums, stuff like that. So like, I appreciated that they saw this kid, like, hey, he's playing the college towns, and they do for whatever reason nowadays, people love the rocking environment at a live show, and that's kind of the energy that he yeah. brings. So, like him, so his whole crew, man, they're gonna, in my opinion, they're gonna do really special things in this town. And they're so young. They're great riders. They're Dylan so Marlo, young. Man. Yep, Dylan. Yeah, he's Dylan. the he's the dude too. I'm really excited about yeah. his new it's music as well. He's a guy that same kind of thing. He can just play a live show. He can open, be the opener, and people are like, oh, I left that show becoming a huge and, fan. And of he's him. and he's writing some fucking hits. And he's been writing John hits. I mean, single right I mean now. that first. Um, you guys are familiar with Noah Hicks too. Yeah, love so, Noah. So Noah's yeah. song "Raised on the Radio," that first one. They, um, they were used to write over Zoom together. Noah was up in Carrollton, and Dylan was down in Statesboro. And it's yeah. like cool to see that whole crew come up. And like we're seeing it too with the Alabama folks, you know, like like Trey seeing Ella Ella Langley right yeah, now. Yeah, she's killing it. She's doing the same kind of like rock style too, and like but she's doing it like as like a female artist, and like people love that. Style. And the and the tour slots that she's been on, like you think about like Randy Hauser, yep, Co Wetzel, yep. Which it takes a lot to be a female to open for Co Wetzel and to have that respect from her like fan base. Any other crowd in your hand, like she yeah. could just like kind of run run her own show, and people leave saying like, "Damn, let me go on Spotify. Let me find out." Have what you she's been doing. to a Co show? He's playing. I haven't. Oh, actually, I did. I went in Austin, Texas, okay. and his deal, man. Like his fans, that's a whole nother level. Yeah, they too. they are wild because I remember back back when I was out with Musk and on, we did quite a few shows with um with Co. And I remember hearing it didn't happen to them, but. If you're opening for Co Wetzel and the and the fan, maybe this was like back in the con Co in the convicts days, yeah. but the the fan base would chant Co fucking Wetzel while yep. the opener was playing until the opener finished. If they didn't like the opener, they basically Co fucking Wetzel you off the stage. Jeez. So Ella has said that that's happened to her. So for me, that's like. That means she's she's doing well, you know. Exactly. Which, right. granted, I mean, the, the Co Wetzel crowd around the country might be different than the Co Wetzel crowd in Stephenville, Texas. You know, the yeah. East that oh, East man. Texas well, yeah, crowd, oh, they're they, diehards. They will ride or die for him, and um, yeah, like, you, you just would have no idea. I think the big thing was he actually has like his shirts, right? Like, fuck Co Wetzel yep. on him. 
And uh, like when I saw Hardy and Austin recently, like that was the sh- like, he was like wearing that shirt, and like his tour folks were wearing it, and like people on Instagram were like, "Do y'all have beef? Like, what's the deal? Like, no, Co Wetzel designed that shirt. Like, that's like his yeah. personality. So it's cool. Like, Co Wetzel's fan base, man, they're like they ride or die for him. They're very passionate, but also like he's built this own lane for himself. Where yes, he signed to a major label, but I think like you mentioned before, some other artists like Cody Johnson. He owns his creative process and direction. Like he doesn't yeah. have to go to radio and still can have like I think his song "Drunk Driving" like went gold, right? "Drunk Driving" went gold. "April Showers" topped yeah. pretty much. It topped Apple top songs. That's no radio, and like yeah. that to me is the coolest thing ever. So that means that he can still be a, a rock focused guy, and people are going to sell amphitheaters. That can never happen 20, 30 years ago. So I think it's just such a cool thing for artists nowadays, man. You yeah. can be who you want to be, and some pocket of fans across the country are gonna be in love with it so you can be confident in like what you're making yeah are you guys planning to go to a lot of shows this year have you guys i know you were you've been out to quite a few already but have you been to like a major like festival or gotten to see some of the some of the guys and girls that you guys have talked about on the on the page I saw. I was at some weird radio thing because no one comes down to Miami. Yeah, you're in a very, very tough market. Yeah, no, I'm, at, market. I'm in yeah. the area where it's like if they've come, if they're coming down, it's for a radio show, and it's because they're they have to hit their quota for radio to keep supporting them. Yeah. Um. So I was at that um show. That's where I met up with Connor. But like, they they straight up put his um they put his like set in like the parking lot, and I came in the other en- entrance. So by the time I got around to there, it was an acoustic set too. Like I didn't get to see him, and I was like, oh, "Man, I came all the way for you." But um, I, I saw I think who was there? Jamison Rogers was one of them. So Jimmy uh, Jimmy Allen. Allen and Jake, Jake Owen was the headliner. That was great. Jimmy yeah. Allen was way better than I expected live because he's just a performer. Yeah. Um, and then I actually there was another weird uh, radio event um, where Zach Bryan came out, and I was like, it Zach was, Bryan at a radio event? It was like a radio sponsored by also by Whiskey X. Okay. Um, so it was some like whiskey brand thing and it was down in like the design district in Miami and what had, an interesting spot. It for was like, Zach and Bryan. here's the worst part. Cause it's just like, you know, he's got like, he's not like a small name by any means. No, not at all. So when we were there, um, I went with my friend and she didn't even know who he was. And I'm like, I'll just buy your ticket. And they just hand you a glass and you walk around, you could get free whiskey everywhere. And after about two glasses, I'm like, all right, I'm sick of whiskey and all these random flavors. So I'm just standing there waiting for the show to start. And they're playing his music around. They're playing a lot of cool songs. And uh, Heading South came on. Uh, the, ch- the crowd started chanting it because most people that came out there weren't coming for like the random whiskey stuff. They're coming to see Zach yeah. Bryan on that small yeah. stage. And all of a sudden, the radio guy came out. And he's like, he's like, wow, I'm surprised you guys were like singing that song. This guy isn't really well known. And but like in like dead serious like that's how he opened. And I'm like, why would you say that about your one act that you have yeah. coming out? But he came out and he killed it. Um, I mean, just to hear revival, the seven minute version of it, and which everyone gets a solo. Oh my god, that was insane! Like my yeah. friend who didn't care about him just left, and I was just staying there in the crowd alone. So that was probably my favorite one. And then of course when uh, thank you, Big Loud. Uh, and Morgan Wallen and show Morgan, to the Morgan Wallen show in San Antonio. That was actually one of I like, was like I felt like you were at freaking like Kiss back in the bro, day or something. Bro, it was yeah. insane. Yeah. The production Pyro, was insane. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw I saw him here in um here in Nashville Bridgestone. On, at Bridgestone oh, on St. Patty's Day, and then his first show back last year was uh, the Auburn Rodeo, and um, Trey got to open for. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. were we were first of all. It was us, uh, John Langston, uh, Parker McCollum, and. Yeah. Wallen and it was Wallen's first one back and it was and what it's got yeah it's what a show. it's, it's crazy. absurd and being on the touring side like seeing what goes into all that stuff I'm like 
These motherfuckers bald. I wanted to see that concert because it's like... I love the logistics of it all. Like to f- The fact that they're like... The, the entire like production crew is like a city ahead yeah because they have to set up like all that so they got all these trucks moving yeah. in and it's just like by the time they get to the arena it's, it could be 2 a.m they're setting up they're setting up because of how massive that show is and everything that goes into it so I think that's the cool I love the logistics and media side and of regardless it. of what you think about them as far as like what you like the music or not this is like a moment in time that it doesn't happen a lot artists across genres so Ooh. it's a really cool moment to see kind of even like what trey loose is like with his acute single like you gotta just enjoy this while you can because it's unreal like i've never seen anything like what wallen's doing today like obviously trey loose's song to me too like just seeing that journey that can take you and the doors can open up for you for the whole genre for style of the genre yeah it's cool now i've got a hot take thought because it's something again that i've noticed and i want to get your thoughts on it um who do you think as far right now because it's like before covid Combs was the guy. Yeah. COVID happens. Wallen has his shit. He comes out, is now the guy. Combs is getting ready to put out new music. They're both kind of on that trajectory of doing stadiums, arenas. Like they, they have that, they're getting fuck you money to play festivals. Yes. Like the big, the big thing right now. Do you feel like there's kind of this arms race there? Do you feel, because they're different styles. They're both very authentic. Yeah. One crosses over more than the other. I mean, Luke did that stuff with Leon Bridges and yeah. he's done kind of and that Wallen, stuff. Like, put too. out like a pop song yeah. the other week, you know what I mean? So. I do think I, – I think Combs already on the peak as far as, like, he's the radio darling. I mean, Wallens may have number ones too, but Luke Combs, they're not going to not give him a number he one. Has, he hasn't put out a song that hasn't gone number it, one. They won't allow it at this point, though. He's now, like, their Tim McGraw. Yeah. You know, but he's for radio. Wallens a weird mix of both. So he's going to have number one radio hits and then just hits that the fans forced to become a hit just streaming-wise. So I, I, I won't say who's bigger. I, can, I don't know if I can argue that, but Wallen – I kind of like this the this the place he's sitting at right now because he has fuck you money from his radio hits and then just the success. But he has fuck you money for it doesn't matter if I'm on radio anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think the the amount that he's getting per show, which we could talk about off mic, is just <laughs> absurd. He's getting more Bro. than more than more than Luke Bryan was getting in his prime, more than um, Aldine and even like George Strait and those guys. Like, and he still won't buy a Tesla. Dude. He'll just buy like a regular pickup truck probably. He'll buy a night, find that Silverado for sale. And, and I also just like how his media team is. Um, helped, smart, well, yeah. not only that, it's just like the photography. David's yeah. fantastic, but even so, like everything that they're doing, it's just like it's so interesting to watch when he posts something on Instagram because that's where I watch all like my like digital media success. Yeah. It is insane. I'll check. I'll I'll have a notification on. It's like Morgan Wallen just posted. I'll see it thirty three seconds after he posted. Twenty six thousand likes. I'm like, I would love to get twelve six thousand likes. The engagement of how big he is. And right? he's doing like he's like kind of like it's it's I don't know if it's like maybe like they do like a hip hop like they just cut up like just a really nice high quality like yeah like a peek into this is what a show could be like. It's almost a out. bit enigmatic in the sense where it's like you won't hear from him for like months, and when he does do something, it doesn't feel like gun to the head. Um, read this script about promoting your next single. It's kind of like, hey, by the way, bro, you need to talk about your song you're putting up. So he'll get on his own story and it just seems authentic. But And you almost feel like he's living just in the woods. And then his media I, I team think, is I like... I think he is. Yeah. He's living in the woods and then his media team puts out some of the highest quality photos. Um, and video content. And then you won't see anything for like a week or two and then it's like another round of high quality photos. Yeah, and then it's like the recap of the And shows. that just builds up um for the that's why I really like that. It's just it seems like mysterious at the same time he also seems down to earth and I think that's what fans come so they'll like 
they'll obsess over that type of stuff. So I think in terms of like, I think Luke Holmes is just cemented. But I think Wallen is just like his ceiling. It hasn't. There's no set ceiling yet. Like yeah. it's still growing as Beyond his everything. as his fame grows. Yeah. So that's what I really like seeing about all that. And, and I think I, I keep bringing up Trey. But like y'all do a good job of that too, where you put out like video content that will give fans even more than just the music to latch on. Like damn, this guy's like hilarious dude yeah so they love the humor part of it but then like just the aesthetic when y'all release like a video that's like recapping tour as well yeah it engages people and it comes off as like this is who they really are behind the scenes yeah it, i should probably get a ticket and Har- see hardy's team tanner does i think they tanner, crush it the most me, tanner's to, the goat bro tanner is my my favorite and I, I love i love i love um trey bonner who comes out with tl and with our crew but like yeah. seeing what seeing what tanner does and the the mixing in of the of the black and white and the the drone flyover and just yeah it's it's cool that's the one time I geeked out when we met because I don't really get starstruck. He got No, when we were on the tour bus, no, like literally when we got on the tour bus, I think like Hardy's like yeah. speaking to all of us and everything. I'm just like, oh yo, what's up? I gotta set up this camera and everything. But then when I saw Tanner, I'm like, oh my god, uh, I'm such a big fan of your work because I am. I love yeah. the media side of it. So uh, that was yeah. the one time I think I've actually like geeked out. I'm like, all right, Josh, you gotta calm down a little bit. Like yeah, they, these are all regular people, is, is, but now his, level, his stuff but... is crazy. Like I wait for his next videos because of how well composed but that's another way promotion which is such a cool thing using social media is that that's a way to get you hyped on like instead of being on tiktok which i don't think hardy does shit on tiktok like they could put a clip of like a new single or like a piece of it and it can be kind of blended in mix in well with like a tour video and people sold out yeah is that that a new song is like is that coming out soon like fans will get excited and keep re-watching like a tanner cut video and it's it's just like you have to be smart and pivoting in the today's day and age to you know be ahead of the curve in my opinion so that's something that like their whole team their label does incredibly well they're like very future focused and they're looking forward to say how can we be creative and promote our artists all our artists the, the ones that are coming up like the yeah. sean stemley's of the world too you know, they've done a good job. Yeah, the Ashley, Ashley Craft. A- love yeah. Ashley Craft. I was going to mention that too. when you were saying She's underrated. She's an up-and-comer, up and coming very, very underrated in my book. I actually, like, it's hard for me to actually come back to listen to an album again because I have my favorites I stick to. But, yeah. like, um, yeah, Traveling Kind. I think that's the name. Yeah, that's the name yeah. of the album. Leaving oh, You God. Again. Love that one. No, the entire album. I'll just come oh. back and find a new favorite Can't song. Can't Make It Past time. Georgia. Make yeah. It Past Georgia I had on repeat. Yeah. And that was right after, like, around the... I have that song because it was around the time, uh, I think, Gunner released uh, Pushing Pete, well, that whole album. Yeah. So yeah. I have the song Pussy Power, and then right after that is Make It Past Georgia. <laughs> and I listen to my... Oh, I, I listen to it in, like... I have it in chronological order, so it's just like she wanted to go viral. So you'll have that, and it's just make it past Georgia when the uh, the guitar yeah, riff comes down. Like I think Jonathan Singleton produced that. for Yeah, her. so John. Yeah, so she's got one of those interesting deals where, where she's, she. It's not like a Joey Moy production, but it freaking works. Yeah, well, man. It's, it's Jonathan Singleton, which he's is another beast, another man. another staple. He don't got that Nickelback cred, but he, nah, he's but he, he, ain't, he ain't no slouch. Her, her album sounded perfect the way it was, and I mean she she's definitely something in my mind that's up and coming. So like, I'm just really excited for. That a lot of the younger artists, they can do it all. They can write, they can produce even nowadays, and then they can sing on top of it. It just hasn't always been this way in Nashville. It would be like very talented singer that like, will find the best song for him. But now we got people that can do everything. Yeah, and absolutely. Just, I think it's really exciting for the whole genre. Yeah. So speaking about exciting in the future, so you guys obviously the last two, the last like what? So you year start, and a half, year November and a half, twenty twenty. Yeah. It's just been this explosion, and it just seems to keep growing and growing. What are some? What are the goals for here in the year twenty twenty two as we go into summer? I think it's just continuing to expand. Um, we're definitely getting boots on the ground a lot more to actually meet with people. So we're not yeah. just some like 
shadowy figure that covers and knows <laughs> every not, single we're person. We're not CMT just yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just continuing to build this like community-driven focus, um, continuing to adapt to any platform that we set our minds to. Um, YouTube, we're going to start getting into more like actual, not necessarily opinion pieces, but more like video essays, like high produced videos. We're going to try to get as many interviews and meet as many artists as we can, give them the opportunity yeah. to do that hot take stuff. I think the hot takes are hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, continuing, we've got the website coming soon. We got um, just a lot of events that we're trying to build up more. So we're not just known as an Instagram page. We want to be known as like when you think country central, it's because it is the center. It's a, plat con it's this, a platform. It's a platform exactly. more so than it is just in a presence on social media. And just for everyone to know that they, their voices can be it's heard. Culture. Like that's a culture message, thing. Message me and I'm going to respond it. like country central. You're going to have it in your DMS saying like, what are you talking about? Like when you say some random hot take or something. Yeah. So I think that's the plan for the future is just the growth isn't, stagnating at all it's just always going to keep expanding and i mean people have joked like country's genre is like five years behind sometimes but i feel like right now i said pop culture moment like to us like country central is a culture as i mentioned before there's people in freaking sweden australia that norway. love country music yeah. norway that will reach out and then they it's a self kind of organic self-building thing where like everybody's opinions heard songwriters be able are able to be spotlighted the songwriters that i love that people just may not know about. I think that they have a place where maybe you don't even have to become an artist. Like you can just have, you can post your own versions of the song, the hit, hit songs you've written. Yeah. And there's going to be some group of fans that like love that version more than the hit version. Put it out and early. I like think, what, like what so, Ryan Hurd did back exactly, in the day. With and Ryan Hurd, and it, oh, he did his version of like Luke Bryan stuff. Yep. So we are a place not just for fans, but it's a community driven deal there, but also with the artists. This is a very, this is a melting pot I've said before. There's a huge, very strong, like familial, you know, community here in Nashville. And, like we want to be a part of that where if I see like an up and coming younger artist or songwriter and even songwriters have been at it forever, I want them to know that they have a place. They have a platform, absolutely. And they obviously deserve more money, but we're gonna be there to say, Y'all should know about your favorite artist songs. This person wrote like ten of them. Yeah. You should know who they are. And then they can we can continue to become fans. So it's something where very organic. Um, and yeah, just very community driven. So country central, man, it's going to be more than just a page. It's going to be a platform and brand that can kind of continue no matter where you're Hell at yeah. and meeting people where they are, man. Just would love to do like pregame events. If there's a Trey Lewis show in oh, town, yeah, like, let's, 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 let's have a bar tab, man. Let's have a bar tab. We'll bring collab. some swag out. Bro, we'll bring some koozies. Yeah, bro. We're coming. We're coming out to Texas. So oh, yeah. Rowdy's in spring. I had a really good time there. We'll talk about that off the mic last time I was something. out there. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to link up. Uh, which of you two is going to move out here first? Cause it's going to happen one day. Hmm. I mean, we, haven't flipped, we haven't flipped the coin he yet. Should, he it's should. My, it's he Miami should. and Austin, he though. Like, those but, are great uh, cities. But, I, I, but Austin, now, and people joke that, or not joke, they say Nashville's already too expensive. Austin is worse. And it's weird. I'm, so I'm, I'm ready. Oh, I got to ask you about the chicken man. You ever seen the chicken man? Naked nah. dude that walks around with the chicken on the shoulder in Austin. There's, there's some there's a lot of naked the rooster man. Yeah, Austin. there are a lot. They they say there's keep a guy Austin. with Austin with the freaking like American flag underwear that's always on Sixth Street. Yeah, it's they say keep Austin weird, and it's like I don't know how like I've, it's so weird already. Like I think it can they can get away from the weird a little bit, but we had a dude with a root that this naked dude apparently he's the he's the rooster man. 
And he is like all unshaved, long beard, like just looks like a crazy homeless dude. Yeah. Rooster on his shoulder came up, peed literally on the side of our Drag bus when we played in Austin. Call. He just peed on, peed on the side of the bus. Sounds so. like a perfect uh, brand uh, representative. That on the topic of that on. question, though, I mean, they argue that Austin's the music city capital of the world, and I don't believe it. I think it's Nashville. Yeah. So with that, I believe I would move first because I just Texas to me, it's not the capital. Yeah, you're ready. You're ready to get it. He's going to kick me out. He's going to be like, Josh, you're not here. Like, what do you mean, bro? I have all the passwords. Why are you going to kick me out? I'm the, I'm the admin. Josh, we're going to have to kick you out. I'll get kicked out of my own group chat. Like, Hell yeah. Well, where can guys uh, find you on the personal page and plug any of the all the Country sure. Central platforms? Sure. So, I mean, obviously, we all know Country Central at Instagram. Um, you can just go to countrycentral.com where all of our links are. Oh, sick. So, um, we yeah, we do own the domain. So, um, as the website is still being built and go to countrycentral.com you'll find everything from our new music playlist youtube tiktok instagram twitter facebook we're everywhere on all that so um yeah countrycentral.com you just go there will be the redirect and then and for me it's just at the benji cord um and you can just find me obviously on twitter facebook instagram but yeah man just trying to show people that every kind of person can be a country fan we yep. everywhere around the country everyone loves it and it's having a moment right now, so I'm super excited to you know work with him, be able to meet a lot of awesome people here in Nashville, and just keep repping for, in my opinion, like the best genre, best space to be in right now. Man. Hell yeah, that's what it's yeah. all about. Thanks I, for having us. Bro. I appreciate you boys coming on. Y'all be sure to check out Country Central. Thank you to Josh and Ben for hanging out with us. Also, be sure to check out the sponsors. We got MRL Music Group, Whaletail Media, Saxman Studios, and of course our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. This has been the In the Round Podcast. We'll see y'all next time.